0: dangling my feet i tried to pay attention but attention paid me haters can't see me nosebleed seats and today i went shopping and talk is still cheap all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the nosebleed seats podcast this is episode number 45 i'm your host matt don't wait up fiori and as always my co-host i am joined by the man whose one name was not enough, Liam, the insider, Mufasa, McCarran. We have a loaded episode for you today. We are back. Um, school's been getting the best of us, just like last time, so we're back again here. Loaded episode for you today is three of our four beloved Boston sports teams are in action. Um, last time we talked, it was just Bruins and Celtics. Obviously, the Red Sox and the MLB has kicked off since then. So we're going to be talking those three teams, the the very iffy, the very inconsistent Boston Bruins team, um, the ash cheek of Boston sports, Boston Celtics, and should I say the 2021 World Series champion Boston Red Sox? I'm gonna spit that <laughs> out right now. Get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, like I said, jam packed episode. So we're gonna be um, we're gonna be having our hands full in this one. But firstly, Liam, how are you? I'm
1: I'm well, and I just want to take a quick, my first natural light of the day, right here. You hear <laughs> oh, that? Yeah. To a toast to the future wild card <laughs> team, the Boston Red Sox. I'm hyped for that wild card game. I already know it's coming. Probably going to be playing in, like, fucking Oakland. But, hey, let's go. Sox are looking great. After a terrible start, and the Bruins play the Sabres six more yeah. times, so yep. stuff's up. <laughs> and the Celtics are 500,
0: yeah. so so I think yeah, I good think for we them. Should Just lead off with the Celtics. Um, they made a trade last week, uh, they got Evan Fournier, or they made two trades. I'm just going with the notable one here. They they traded for Evan Fournier from the Orlando Magic for next to nothing. I mean, he's a good scoring player, he came out, shot 0 for 10 in his first game with the Celtics. I mean. That's just can only go just up such Celtics fashion right there. That's <laughs> that's the 2021 season in a nutshell right there. But I mean, yeah, this is a team that just it, it just looks like they've kind of expired. I think that they've just kind of they hit that that ceiling of conference finals and they just kind of I, I don't know. It's just I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a players and egos type of deal, but something's going on there because they're way more talented on paper than what their record shows, their sub-500 team. They're fighting for that eight seed, which is actually crazy. Um, quickly, before you get into it, um, first off, let me let me just say this. I've hit on this once or twice before throughout our episodes on here. I'm not a huge Celtics guy. I don't have all the answers for you. I don't know basketball as much as the, the next guy. Um, so I'm just going to kind of free ball this and just – I don't know. Hope I'm hope I'm right. I think Brad Stevens needs to go. Um, Like I said, I think he's shown his ceiling. I think he's just a good X's and O's type of coach. I don't think he can get to your star players. I think in this league, you kind of need coaches who can get to star players, especially young ones at that. And Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Um, I think you need to bring in a guy that can just kind of get more out of Jason Tatum, get more willingness, more, wanting to win out of Jason Tatum because ultimately he's your superstar here and I think you need to do it soon because Jason Tatum's up in two years his his contract he's finally eligible to really go out and test the free agent market and we all know how this league goes I mean this is a league where star players have no problems moving around seems as though there's always one or two huge huge top 10 stars on the move every single year in this league so I mean if you don't figure it out you could be seeing Jason Tatum out the door. I think Brad Stevens he's got to go. I think you start with that. So that, that's my quick thought on it. I'll hand it over to Liam.
1: Now, unlike Matt, I know a bit about basketball. I forced myself to learn it because all the it's all my friends would fucking talk about. So I think Brad is an, Brad's all right. It's just the issue. The issue with this team. And the issue that we're facing is our two best players are 23 and 22, or 24 and 23. I forget how old Tatum and Brown are. Most teams in the – like, we have no veteran leadership on this team, like, period. Kemba's Kemba's only played in one playoff series before coming to Boston, so he has no real success – he has no real success in his career winning-wise. I mean, Kemba's a great player. He's a UConn legend. But I think right now just is the issue of Tatum and Brown being forced into roles as leaders on this team. I think the last couple of years, we had Horford, who was a bona fide leader. Wasn't always the best player, but he was a leader. Did We had Hayward, leader. And now it's just, okay, these two are pushed right away into the spotlight of, okay, yeah, you guys are the face of the franchise for, and everything's on you. And I think it's tough. And Brown, Brown had a quote the other night basically saying, like, fuck the media because he, like, makes – making them all, like, not really want to talk to them. And when they have one bad game, everything implodes on them. So I think they got thrust – a little too early into this leadership role, but I think the Celtics are going to be fine. I think Brad's the coach. I love Tatum and Brown. It's a fantastic duo. And I think we just got to build around them. We just need to bring in more assets to build around them. Right now, our main issue is, I think it's we don't have really anyone down low, and we need a wing, another wing-type player to complement Tatum and Brown. But and an actual point guard, considering our starting point guard's a fucking midget. I, I just, I really like the Celtics. I think we're going to start going on a bit of a run here. Uh, by run, I mean, we could probably, I mean, we're a game off of fourth right now as we mm-hmm. stand. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, last night, the Celtics looked really good against the Knicks, who randomly have been playing wicked good this year. And I think it's going to be us in Miami are going to be fighting for the four spot because Charlotte's going to start playing like Charlotte. Atlanta's going to be Atlanta. It just leaves room for the Celtics and Heat to move up to fight to see who's going to get home field when they play yeah, each other.
0: Um, all this talk, I don't mean to be a dick, but, like, all this talk for a four seed is, like, great and all. But, I mean, it's the same story every year. And this is why I tend to not enjoy the nba as much as i do other sports is because the super teams win the super teams are gonna win the lebrons and the kevin Durant's are going to win it is every single year with an exception of miami playing really good basketball last season um and toronto eh, a couple I think they, years they ago they were they were pretty stacked i'm gonna
1: they, i mean they were they were an all-around team that have one great player they weren't a super I team I think they by were pretty means.
0: stacked, though. I'm going to say they were stacked. Um, but I just think that I really do believe that at the end of the day, it's LeBron and, like, Kevin Durant and Giannis. I mean, it's going to come down to that. And to sweeten the cake a little bit more is that Kevin Durant also has the best team maybe ever of all time. So I think that um, we can talk all we want about the Celtics being one game out of the fourth seed. But, I mean – where are they going to go against the Brooklyn Nets or the 76ers? They got waxed by the Sixers. They kind of made like a later, later push that didn't look make the final score look that bad, but they got waxed. I mean, it's just like these presence of the stars in the East alone, the Durant, Harden, Irving and bead like Giannis. It's just like too much. Um, I think that, You need a super team. You need to bring in more. And you said assets, and I hope you mean stars by assets because, I mean, I just don't see it. And like you said, I mean, the age and the youth factor in this just is that much worse. We're going to be waiting around for three, four more years until these two really enter their primes. So I think if you're going to actually be a great team, and I know it's too late for this now, obviously, like you need a star player, and that star player is Bradley Beal. He's the only guy in the league that I could see – coming here just because of his friendship with jason tatum i mean look at st louis what were you gonna say st louis connection there they're both saying no one wants to play here no no guy wants to play here andre drummond is the latest factor of that he had a decision between the lakers and boston 10 out of 10 guys is going to go play for the lakers one being la two being lebron like it's just i just don't think there's any desire of stars to want to play here. James Harden was that guy. They failed to make a move for him. He Expanded his list to come here. But I just think that with whoever that super team is, the given year, along with the LA, the Miamis, like all those big cities, the warm, big, nice cities where the stars go are always going to be ahead of you. And I think if that's just such a, such a critical factor in this, I know it's like we're we're talking current Celtics now, but kind of jumping ahead of a little bit because, I mean, this season's a wash. I mean, we, we both know it. I, I just don't see any sort of way the Celtics can even get to the conference finals with those three hit the three monsters at the top. I just if you think we I disagree. Really?
1: I think we can if there's there's a road for us to get to the conference finals. Obviously, I don't think we, we can win it all, considering we have to get by at least Brooklyn. And then if we, by some miracle, we get by Brooklyn, we're going to have to play probably LA. But I think if right now as we stand, if we end up 4-5, we play Miami, I think, or maybe we don't play Miami. Maybe we play Charlotte or Atlanta. I think we can win in the first round, and I think if Milwaukee moves up to one, I think we match up well against the Bucks, where we could upset them, and I don't think that that's past the stretch of, like, unreasonable. Same with Philadelphia. Philadelphia's had our number all year. But historically, we've had their number the last several years, and Doc Rivers is not a great playoff coach. If you remember, one, he has only made it to the conference finals. I think mm-hmm. – twice in his career both with the Celtics and then the year we won it all the Celtics had to play three game sevens to play the Lakers in the in the championship where we won in six so Doc Rivers isn't a good coach when it comes to the playoff times I think I think we could reasonably get past Philadelphia especially if Embiid with the wear and tear that's going to be on him playing in the playoffs and I think the same thing with Brooklyn, all those guys are going to be like Griffin injury prone Durant. Like he hasn't even played that many back-to-backs this game, this year. And I think, I don't think it's past the stretch where we could make it to the conference finals. I think just build your team like the Raptors did a couple of years ago. And then maybe, you know, you get lucky and a couple guys get hurt, get a little banged up and then you move on survive in advance. I think I don't, I don't, think it's out of the stretch of possibility for the Celtics to make it to the conference time. All
0: right. So Liam's a big buyer on the Celtics. I am a huge seller. Mm-hmm. Sell your sell your Celtic stakes right now. Do it. Please. They're not a good team. <laughs> there's some issues in that locker room. I honestly I just think that there's a lot of egos. I think last offseason season when you're throwing chairs in the locker room and with Marcus Smart's hothead and Jalen Brown kind of being sometimes a little bit – I don't I don't know, man. I don't want to, like, get too far into it. I don't want to dig that deep. But I just – I think there's something up in that locker room where they're not completely bought in, whether it's with each other or towards the head coach or whatever. Um, there's a lot of what-ifs if they were to somehow upset those top dogs of the East, let alone if they were to somehow make to the finals beat LeBron and AD. Um, I, I just don't know. I just think there's too many good, really, really, really superior teams in the league right now compared to yours. I mean, again, age is a big thing. A lot of our, a lot of our core players are sub 25 years old, but I just think with Kemba Walker fizzling out, I don't know. I just think you.
1: No, I, I agree with you there. Where I think Kemba, Kemba's days as a Celtic are limited. It's just tough to. Get rid oh, of him can't. when, when he no one wants him, him, especially. When it so it's it's just it's a tough situation the Celtics find themselves in with their point guard position. But I mean, I just I trust Brad, and I also think if Brad was going to leave, he still has two years left on his contract. If he were to leave, and the Celtics were to part ways, him, this would have been the season to do it. We didn't do it. And the Indiana job was available for him and the North Carolina job were available for him. And he's stuck. He says he wants to stick with the Celtics and uh, coach out the rest of his contract. I think, I think these are Brad guys. I don't know if Brad necessarily knows how to manage stars, but I mean, it's tough to say when the only star he really coached was Kyrie Irving, who's a fucking head case. And, I just think I think these are Brad's guys. I think they will react well to him. And I think what you're saying where like there's like an issue in the locker room and like there's tension. There's nothing that, you know, wakes people up than just being bad. Like the Celtics team shouldn't be this bad. And I think it may have clicked to them that, hey, we got to step up now. We had a huge win last night. I think I think we're gonna keep on rolling. I think this I don't think we're gonna dip below five hundred for the rest of the season. All right, season. so let me
0: ask you this. Considering you are on the buying the Celtics train, they're what, five hundred right now? Six twenty six okay, and twenty six. So let's let's like let's just say that this season isn't like a, a bad season right now. From from today to the day their season ends. What is a positive, like, obviously non-record-wise, what is a positive season for you in terms of record and seeding and playoff outcomes, stuff like that? What's what's a positive,
1: positive from today? I think right now, considering today, well, considering it is not possible for us to, well, I mean, it technically is, but it's not really possible at all for us to get a one, two, or a three seed. I think a positive out of this season would be if we get the four seed win a playoff series and then whoever whoever is the one seed at that time it could be brooklyn philadelphia or milwaukee because those three are fighting i think if we give them a good series i think that's a positive to take away i think that's a major positive especially because if it is brooklyn who ends up getting the one seed like they should then we probably would give a good if we give them a good series and then they're probably going to win the NBA title. I would say that's a huge, huge positive of a season to take away.
0: All right, so there you go.
1: And then we go, we go into the off season as, like, I mean, we still have Brown, Tatum, Smart, yeah, then just- and then we just try to, like you said, I think if we can bring in another star, because you're like when you say like, oh, we got to bring in stars. We already have two. We just need to bring in a third, and then we we got a new big three. Mm-hmm. Campbell was supposed to be that star but I mean can't really blame him for just age catching up to him too early Guy has arthritis in his knees I mean my dad had arthritis in his knees and he can barely even swing a golf club right now so I mean like I I think that'll be a huge positive if we can get a home playoff series win a series and then give Brooklyn or Philadelphia a good series in the semifinals
0: all right so print your seats you just heard the man uh, four seed win a series and take the Nets to five or six games. So if anything other than lower than that happens, I think you can say that you had a really disastrous season. So
1: if we lose in the first round, the season was a failure. Yeah. I also, I think, I think the three, the three team, the three top teams in the East are so good that I think we should, we should avoid them come playoff time for the first round and then just go from there. But I mean, we should win a playoff series. All
0: right. Good. So there you go.
1: I'll take, I'll call it success. <laughs> so there's your Celtics stock. No team has gone to more, no team has gone to more conference finals in the last five years than us. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, but I just think that you need to kind of, you but. need to jump that. <laughs> I think there comes a time where you go to three or four final conference finals, you got to win one of them. You can't, I just think that that says a lot. I I don't know. That's me, but enough Celtics seldom Celtics talk there. Um, Yeah. We were supposed to talk about the Celtics for like four minutes. So (laughs) um, that's good. We talked a lot of Celtics. Hopefully you enjoyed that. So let's shift focus to the other team in Boston in the Garden, the Boston Bruins, um, sit, currently sitting at a record of 20-10-6. Um, big game tonight against the Washington Capitals. I'm pretty sure they are first in the East Division right now. Definitely, yeah. So, um, yeah, they- the Bruins, very, very streaky. Um, I think that their record is a lot better than how the average or... Yeah, I'll say average fan sees them as uh, this team has had a um, lackluster of games um, the past month or so where they just can't score goals. Uh, it's the it's the four it's the first line. It's Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, doing all of the goal, goal scoring for this team. Literally, like it's crazy to me that you get one from Krejci the other day, a Coolman goal the other day. Other than that, it's literally been it's literally have been only those other three names. Um, even Posernak's been a little bit of a cold streak right now. So this is just a team that lacks scoring goals, plain and simple. Um, they, and it doesn't help that, I mean, the whole Krug and Chara, uh, losses is kind of bitten you as of late. Your youth on defense has kind of started to show up, kind of crept up on you there. Uh, they were banged up. I'll give them kind of an excuse. Carlo's been out. is fighting an injury right now. Currently, Kevin Miller was out. So they've been kind of banged up on the defensive end. But the Jacob Saboros of the world and the Jeremy Lozons of the world uh, lately have not been cutting it. So with that, um, the trade deadline is next week. I believe it's on Tuesday the 12th, I want to say. Uh, there was a move last night in the NHL. As the Islanders beefed up. Uh, so... Teams in your division are already starting to work on their needs, let alone this is already a great division as it stood before. We knew that. The Bruins are fighting right now. They are fighting. We knew this was going to be here. We knew we would be in this position. They started off really hot. We thought, we kind of got a thought in our head that maybe we're going to win this division easily. Maybe we're far better. And then COVID hits you. Injuries hit you. You have some games in hand. Liam mentioned earlier that you play the Sabres. Worst team maybe in the last 20 or 30 years um, are in your division. You play them six more times. So that's kind of a bright spot. But, I mean, I never really want to rely on future games. on Kind of writing our will here or writing our scripture. So – I want to talk about what the Bruins have to do at the deadline um, in terms of getting better. For me, I will lead off. You need to go get a forward and a, a defenseman. Um, I think that if you're going to seriously, if you're seriously going to buy in and think towards the Stanley cup, you need to go out and get both of those things. Uh, I just think with, like I said before, the, the injuries on the on the defensive end of our game, you need to go out and shore that up a little bit, whether it's just kind of a depth move or maybe someone that you can actually pair in your starting six, night in, night out. And more importantly, I think this is the, the priority, the absolute priority. You need to go out and get a top six player. You absolutely need to get a top six player. None of these fringe third, maybe second line players. We have like eight or nine of these dudes on the team right now we literally might have eight third line wingers on our team I really do believe that it's crazy to me that not one of these players can step up and be that legit David Krejci wing it's gotten so bad to the point where David Pasternak's playing with them right now they had to bump Craig Smith up onto the first line so that Pasternak can give Krejci's some more opportunities, some more good looks. And I mean, it really hasn't helped. I'm not even going to lie. So, Um, I mean, if you're not going to do that, uh, I think it's just, it's time to sell. I think there's no way it's kind of like what the Celtics are right now that the Bruins can upend the Capitals, the Islanders, maybe even the Penguins. I mean, I just don't see it. And I, I think we play that other division, the Tampa Bay division too, in the playoffs. So I, I I don't know. Yep. Um, I'm I'm ranting on a little bit. Um, I'll let Liam hit on it, but I think yeah, if you're just uh, not gonna just... if you're not gonna add those things, it's might as well time to sell, sell the David Krejci, sell the Jake DeBrusse, sell the the goalies. But I don't know. Sorry, you go.
1: Oh uh, no, no worries. I mean, I agree with you. We need. I think we we should be buyers. I think we will be buyers at the deadline. I mean, there's no reason for us to really sell anyone but DeBrusque. Um, I think DeBrusque's days in Boston are limited. I think he's about to be sent out of town. I think the only thing that sucks about this is the rule where if you're an American team trading to a Canadian team, the Canadian team can't get the players. It got two bumped weeks down to a week. To... Okay, so that's at least good because I think DeBrusque. In Edmonton. I think Edmonton would pay a little bit more than everyone else, just because he's an Edmonton boy. His dad's the color guy there. I think it would be a match made in heaven where Edmonton can send us uh, maybe like a second and third liner with a lower defensive pairing for DeBrusque. Maybe a pick in there, too. But, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think, I think we've gotten really fucked with COVID, both in games we were supposed to play against teams that got COVID and us getting COVID. Um, We have played the least amount of games in the NHL tied with the Canadians, uh, mainly because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So we still have a ton of games to be made up. I know you don't like looking ahead, but I can't help but lick my chops when I see the Sabres six more times this season. Um, The Sabres are like historically, I think since the Penguins the year before they got Crosby is the worst team like, since then. So, I mean, I agree with you. We need Krejci to get get a little help. Um Nothing against Krejci. I thought he's had a pretty all right season to this point. I just think he hasn't really had much paired with him to make anything really work. Um, and, yeah, I think getting another defenseman will be great, um, mainly because our defensive core is so young. Um, I thought our defense this year is very surprisingly good. Um, I think we both, at the start of the season, like basically were like saying our defense, our defense was going to be the worst part about this Bruins team. But really, it turns out that our bottom three lines on offense were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just it's a tough situation. Um, I think I agree with you completely, though. Um, we need to just bring in assets to. We need to bring in a top two line forward and just another defenseman. I think we'll be cruising. Um, I think Debrusque is a good trade chip to uh, get out of town. I think I think we're gonna move on from him. Um, he just really hasn't had it this year or really last year. Um, he hasn't really got back to that form he had his uh, rookie season. But I, I mean, it's tough. Um, it, I really hate that I'm saying DeBrusque is probably going to be gone, but DeBrusque is probably going to be gone. Um, but I expect us to be buyers. Um, we play the Sabers a bunch more times, and I think I think we can slide up past Pittsburgh, and hopefully the Islanders slide into first because I'd much rather play Washington than mm-hmm. New York. Considering the Islanders have just had our number all year, they've been fucking us up all year. So avoid them. Hopefully they have a long series with probably Pittsburgh. And then I think we could maybe make some noise. And you're saying that we play the Central, which is uh, the Lightning's division. I genuinely don't know if the Lightning will come out of that.
0: I mean, dude, it's it's hard to repeat, man. You know how hard it is to repeat. The fucking yeah. Panthers
1: are a wet the Panthers are so yeah. fucking good right now the pan—it it is really hard to repeat the last team to do it was a couple, uh, right? Pitt- Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and I think after besides that, I think it was like i think it was the nineties, but don't quote me on that with the uh yeah. red wings but I mean I think we're gonna be buyers i think i think um. Neely in the whole front office knows exactly what we need. I think we know when we need to get rid of. Um, it really, really sucks that Halak got COVID because uh, it caused uh, Darth Vladar to come up. And uh, who's the other goalie? Swayman. We have? He, Swayman's fucking nasty. He's the future of the team, apparently. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I think all four goalies have had played good in games they played in that we have so i don't think we need to sell any of the goalies um it might be i i just i really like where we're at especially because we play the sabers so many times i mean we play the sabers six more times that's should be 12 points right there in the last couple games should be i'll you know i'll chalk up like we'll probably get like an overtime loss to them randomly Uh so it should be like a 10 to 11 points (laughs) And I I think we're gonna keep going up, and I think we're gonna be either the probably the three seed because it looks like Washington and New York are just gonna have a dog fight for that top spot. But I I completely agree with you what we need to do at the deadline. I mean the 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 like what's wrong with this team is yeah clear. <throat> it's very blatantly honest. We have us first line in hockey, but our second and third line can't do shit. It, it's queer what's
0: wrong with the team. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, I'm, um, I said, don't look ahead. So I'm just looking ahead. All these games are critical. You play the caps tonight, the flyers on Saturday caps again on Sunday, the next day, then the Sabers, And then you have all for the rest of the season, <coughs> all home games against the Islanders. So um, I'm pretty sure every game we have played the Islanders, it's been in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Then um, on the, yeah. So I think with, <laughs> with those devils games later on the Rangers game, you got to manage those. I mean, you got to find wins in those games. They're good, promising young team, but at the end of the day, you're a better team. Um, yeah, so this is the problem with the, this, this division. All these games are tough minus those Sabres games. All these games are tough games. All must win. You got to find wins against the Capitals. Obviously you have to find wins against the Flyers. They're right on your, your heels there in the standings. So, um, yeah, with, but back to the deadline thing. Um, I think that with, with buying, I, I just think it's a lot easier um, than what the normal fan might think. Cause when you're buying these assets, all these legitimate assets are going to cost you first round picks, second round picks, legitimate prospects, um, all that. I think, honestly, it's easy. It's easy to give up first-round picks. I know the Bruins haven't had a first-round pick in a couple of years, it. but, I mean, you kind of owe it to your, your aging core with Marshawn, Bergeron, uh, Krejci, those three guys alone, guys that have been here for decade plus, two decades. I think it's easy to sell your 20s to 30s pick first-round pick. Uh, that was kind of a mouthful, but you get what I'm saying. Picks in the 20s and 30s in the first round, I think that's pretty easy to give up um, if it means giving Patrice Bergeron alone another shot at the cup. Um, I think that when, you, when you're when you actually rebuilding, that's when you keep your first round picks, when you're slated to pick in the top 15, like we did back in like 2014, 15, the year we got DeBrusque and all those guys that total whiff of a draft. Um, And honestly, I think Don Sweeney's out of here. Regardless, when this core is is done, he's he's out. They're going to hire someone that can recoup, just like the Red Sox did. I think that Don Sweeney's approach can be very, very relatable to Dave Dombrowski the year he went out, literally sold our whole farm system and get a World Series. He was gone right after that. They brought in a guy to recoup their assets to rebuild the farm, to rebuild the, the whole organization. like I'm, um, There's a little Red Sox comparison toward towards the bees. I don't know how you feel about that. But uh, if if you're buying, <laughs> I think that you have to. You have to be undoubtedly sure thing, get rid of the first, get rid of maybe your second, get rid of a, one or two good real assets. And then I think there are guys on the team, like you said, Jake DeBrusque, that you can kind of sell off and, recoup a little bit not be totally screwed towards not having a first or second round pick or losing your top two prospects so um a couple names real quick that i really like connor garland from the coyotes ricard raquel who i'm pretty sure has a concussion right now but uh he's on the ducks and for for defensemen um there's obviously the Eckholm guy from the Predators. I don't think he's going to be traded just because the Predators have been so good as of late. Um, but two names I like, Alex Edler from the Canucks and Chris Manson from the Ducks. Those are some guys. If you want to go do your research on them, feel free. Those are my four names to look out for. Obviously, Kyle Palmieri was on my list, but got traded last night to, to the Islanders. But, yeah, the Bruins, um, I think with making moves as well, This is my last piece on this Um, with making moves as well. Legitimate moves. That is, I think that kind of sparks a fire in the locker room. It kind of shows the players, everyone in there, like, okay, yeah, like we're in this, like management believes in us. We're here. Like we got some couple more good pieces. Let's go on a run. I think that's uh, a big part of it. I think hockey is so huge in that aspect. It's just so much chemistry, so much belief, um, I think hockey provides that with baseball, where I don't think basketball is has that aspect. So that's my piece on it. That's what I want. I think if you don't, if this if this team just goes out and adds like another meh piece, like a third line piece or like a a depth defensive dude for like a third fourth round pick. I mean, what does that do? You're you're literally just. I mean, you're stuck in the middle right now as it is. Why do that at the deadline? Make up your mind, sell or buy. And by buy, it's legit buying. Like we said, get Krejci that wing, and add a night in, night out guy on defense. So if not, sell. Definitely sell.
1: Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I we I I expect us to buy, and I I just. Because you mentioned the whiff of the draft uh, when we had three first-round picks in a row, and it was Zboril, DeBrusk, and Zenishen. Yeah. He sucks. yeah. Uh, the pick after that, Maddie The new The New York Islanders selected Matthew Barzell. Who, man, oh man, would I love him. To be <laughs> ruined right whiff on him
0: three times. Holy crap!
1: I I I do not understand how we. I just say, like, so first round picks really mean nothing to us if we're going to just yeah. draft shit. I mean, Dabrowski has been good, but I mean, come on, come on, guys. Like, but I expect us to be buyers. Um, I haven't looked too much into potential guys we can get. I do think uh, just big names that are going to get moved. I think Taylor Hall is going to be sent the fuck out of Buffalo. Dude, they better not get him, a-
0: bro. I, I, I'm good.
1: He is. I don't think we're going to get him because I think the asking price is going to be
0: a little yeah. too
1: steep. But um, And he also wouldn't even sniff our first line. So it's all good there. But um, I don't think we're going to get him. But I expect him to be moved, mainly considering he's there on a one-year deal. And Buffalo doesn't make sense for them to really hold on to him for no reason. If he's just going to probably leave at the end of the year. So I expect him to be gone, but it's going to be interesting. I expect us to make moves and I agree with you. I think Sweeney's days are numbered. And I like that comparison where, I mean, he's a lot like Dombro, bro, but in, I mean, the rest- Back to him and Dombro. I mean, their whole strategy is just basically sell and try to win a championship, and we came very close a couple times. Yeah. So, and we went seven, and I mean, so it it just sucks when that you use that strategy and don't end up getting winning the cup. But I expect us to be buyers big time.
0: Yeah, and. Like you just said, I mean, there's no disrespect towards Don Sweeney. If he, they go out – if he goes out and sells the assets to, and they win a cup, he's going to have a resume when he gets fired. I mean, they'll obviously bring him back after a cup. But I just think that soon you kind of sell so much, you just kind of like push all your chips in for one thing, and then you're kind of screwed afterwards. So, I mean, he'll get fired one or two years after if they were to win a cup and then you can look at his resume. And I mean, I'm pretty sure he's won the most games out of any GM since he's been hired. I mean, two Stanley cups, one win. And I think they've made the playoffs every single year since he's been here. Maybe that first year they didn't, I'm not too sure, but that's a pretty damn good resume. So, I mean, no disrespect towards him, but it's all a matter of winning the Stanley cup in my opinion.
1: Yeah. No, That's all. I mean, especially in a town like this, don't really give a shit about performing well, but um, uh, I mean, Sweeney probably will be out in the next couple of years, and he'll probably end up in fucking Edmonton, and then they'll sell out to try to (laughs) win a cup while they still got McDavid, but I mean, I'm excited for the deadline. I expect us to be... Like you said, if we just add, like, meh guys, then this Mm -hmm. is all for nothing, but if we generally go out, get guys that can be, that can slate in that second and third line, get us some offensive depth come playoff time. Cause I mean, that's crucial come playoff time. We saw it last year in the playoffs. If our first line's eliminated, we're not Mm -hmm. like a team. We like, we just can't compete with Mm -hmm. the big dogs. And so we need someone to give support to the top line and then, if our second and third line are outperforming their second, other teams, second and third lines, that gives opportunities for our first line to play the way they should. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, I like the bro. I like where we're at. I, I don't know if I'm just a, a Homer here, but I'm I'm fine with where we're at.
0: One more quick thing before we get to, to the Red Sox with this trade deadline, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a few things, critical things that's going into this deadline that, we, um, it's a rarity, obviously, one being COVID. Um, a lot of people suspect that there will not be a lot of moves because of COVID, just in terms, one being what Liam said before of the, the seven-day rule, quarantine from Canada to U.S., vice versa. Um, and another thing is a, something that some others believe that this could be a very active deadline is the expansion draft coming. Um, obviously player, if you don't know, there's a seven, three, one expansion protection list that you can make. So that's seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie, I believe it is, or four. four. There's
1: also, there's also a, uh, clause where players that are like on your team for like the last two or three years aren't eligible. So like, they can't like snag your rookies type of deal. So that's also in there, but yeah, it's basically your top two lines plus one. And then I think it's your top two defensive pair. Yeah. All right.
0: So there, there's something that is, I think, I think this is very, very, very interesting and critical towards this deadline. Um, I think that the Bruins could shake up their team towards trading pieces, maybe trading a guy that they might think Seattle might take, um, I think on defense, it could be a guy like Jeremy Lozon. I don't know if they would I, – I would think that maybe you'd want to, like, go out and grab, like, one more big defenseman that, like, has term, that has more years on his contract that isn't a rental and just kind of surefire keep him. I mean, I don't really know the approach that the Bruins might take, but it is something to, to mention because they could make a move where – you kind of like wonder, like, huh? I wonder why they traded him. I kind of like, I kind of liked him, and that could be towards maybe they're just like getting rid of him because they suspect Seattle might want this guy, and they're trying to just kind of cash in, get an asset, and rather than lose him for nothing. Um, so that's something to to mention there. Um, so look out for that if you see any moves like that. At the deadline could be a reasoning, but at the same time, like I said, COVID with these rules and everyone going on the shelf for COVID, the Canucks had like 17 cases last week. Um, That could, I mean, that could make teams not want to make moves. So who knows? It will be, it is a big question marks of what this deadline will look like. So lastly, the Boston Red Sox started their season. They got swept by the right now, first place, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, that did, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. No, 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 no. You're right. Did not happen. Um, then they played the Rays, swept them. The AL uh, champion Tampa Bay Rays come came into Fenway uh, the past three days, and the Red Sox got right back to 500. They sit alone, or they sit at three and three in the division. Um, the Yankees are also three and three, and I mean. It's kind of wide open right now. I think that's – and this Sox team is fun. They are fun. J.D. is back. He has his iPad back in the in the dugout, which means none other than 350 batting average, J.D. Martinez is back. Uh, last year he had such a down year, and the leading cause of that was no iPads in the dugouts because of what the Astros did a couple years back, cheating and stuff like that. So J.D. has his iPad He's good. He's chilling. Um, their pitching has been very, very solid. Um, I think that a rotation with Eddie Rodriguez back tonight, he hasn't pitched in two years. Um, so I think that's pretty good. He rolled. Yeah. And then, I mean, if we're looking ahead down the road even more, you're getting Chris Sale back at some point. This is a solid team. Obviously, obviously, they don't compare with the the big dogs. They don't really compare with the Yankees. But um, a comparison that I kind of have fun with is the 2013 Red Sox. Um, they, I don't really think they compare to them, but I think that just kind of where they are, like to, with like looking up at other teams, you can kind of make that fun. You can make that that assumption. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I think that there's a lot a lot bet more better days ahead with the Red Sox than what you see right now because um Bloom's whole ordeal has been beefing up the farm system and he's done that. He's made many, many moves. Um he's made very a lot of under the radar quality moves. Um the Garrett Whitlock kid they got him, they got him from the Yankees in the rule five draft. He's been a stud. I don't think he's allowed like a hit yet in his like, couple outings that he's played. He had a really good spring training. Just very, very good under-the-radar guys. Kike Hernandez, Frenchie Cordero, all the guys that you turn on. French. All these guys that you turn on the TV and you just say, wow, who is that? I don't know who that guy is. I mean, yeah, that's just what this team is about right now. Um, you're going to learn their names, but there's just a lot of new faces a lot of good quality faces on this team where I think it's to the point where, I mean, realistically speaking, Liam said wild-card team. This is a wild-card team. Maybe they missed the playoffs by a couple games. Um, they're going to be right where they were stacked up on paper before the season. But, I mean, yeah, like I said, better days are ahead for the Red Sox. You can officially say baseball is fun again. I'll leave it at that with them.
1: Yeah, no, Uh. one – Bloom's been awesome. Um, he's coming. I mean, it's gonna be his whole strategy is like a five-year. Yeah, run. exactly. Um, but I mean, doesn't mean we can't have fun watching baseball while the plans That's taking place. Bringing in assets, Frenchie fucking made a snag and a half the other yep. day. I'm loving Frenchie. He is very good at doing the baseball <laughs> thing. Um, J.D. is back. Uh, Devers is going to probably pick up from this little slump he's in to start the season. I mean, he's Rafi Devers. He's going to end up doing what he always does. He's going to just start getting hits like it's nobody's business. X-Man's been phenomenal to start the year. And, I mean, I think, like you said with the pitching rotation, once we once we get healthy, we at least have a solid three, which is all you can really ask for once the season really gets going. As I mean, Evaldi looked unreal. He's looked he looked great this whole season. He's pitched twelve innings and let up two mm-hmm. earned runs. I mean, it, it we're we're gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really worried about that. We got Erod back, so Evaldi Erod Sale. That's a solid three. Slide in the other four or five guy where you may. It's gonna be probably interchangeable depending on the outing. Uh, our one glaring issue is still the bullpen, but I mean this is going to be a fun team to watch. All they, yeah, I think, I like your comparison of the uh, thirteen socks. It, it's just they just need to grow a bunch <laughs> of beards and have fun. Have fun playing baseball, and we'll be we'll be right back to that kind kind of baseball. <laughs> I mean, I I'm I I'm blindly optimistic about this team. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I think I think that with with the socks, I think you need to. You can't really, I mean, I'm just, I'm, war, I'm a little worried that they're going to like be better than people expect. And then it's going to get later on into the summer and everyone's going to be like thinking like, yeah, we, we're going to go to the world series. Like, blah. like, like you said, there, there is some glaring holes in this team. I think they lack just, I don't know. I, I, I know it's baseball. I know anything can really happen in the sport, but I think that you need to come to a state of mind where it's like, let's play good, decent baseball so that we can get the better of some of these, like I'm going to say trade ships and ultimately you can move them and further go your long plan of building a very, very good farm system and eventually being a superior team a team like uh, I won't say as loaded as the Dodgers but a team like the Dodgers where they have very very good major league level talent and have a great great farm system so I think that with that you can if you play good baseball then you can go into like the later of the summer trade guys like Christian Vasquez trade guys like Nathan Ivaldi, guys who are getting up there in age don't really have a like a longer uh, future ahead of them and trade them to contenders, get some real good prospects, assets back for them. Um, I kind of sound like a Debbie Downer. I really do. I I hate talking like this because it's just, I feel like this is not really the way uh, sports should go. It's something that Boston sports fans aren't really used to as our teams are always so good, but with Bloom's plan, what we've seen his track record so far, I think if you play good ball, you keep getting good, good games out of Vasquez, good starts out of Ivaldi. You can trade those guys, and yeah, you take a hit. You might not win the World Series this year, but I mean, do, are, do you? I know I what I said before, but I'm being the realistic fan. Do we really think this team's gonna win the World Series?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We're not. I, I would love to maybe make the playoffs or at least make September baseball interesting um but right now I mean I'm looking at I mean always look at the bets but uh our over under win total for the season is 80 Mm -hmm. and a half I think that's dead on the money yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're probably going to be right around 500 to end the year I mean that's just I mean I'm going to be as optimistic as possible like always um but, I mean, if you look at, like, what we have to build around, we got the manager back. yours yep. is the guy. We have the GM right now. Yep. Bloom's the guy. And then we also have our left side of the infield is going to be the left side of our infield for a while. We're out of the luxury yep. tax. Now we can just, like, just bring in assets. I mean, Frenchie, I think Frenchie and Verdugo are going to be staples in our outfield for the next several years. And then I think just bring in more assets, get more pitching prospects keep bring in just every single asset we can for the farm system. And then once the time's right, I mean, do like once the time hits where we can start spending again, I and mean, we just got to be like the Boston Red Sox again, throw your nuts on the fucking table and just start throwing out like Yankees numbers to bring in yeah. some of these guys. I mean, it, it it's a, Pretty great system Bloom set up with right here where he's just basically going to treat this like it's Tampa Bay again for the next, I don't know, like three, three to five years, bring in prospects. And then once we're at a position where it's okay, we got, we got enough prospects. We got enough guys up on the major league team that are young players that are contributing to this team. Then it's Okay start dealing out hundred million dollar contracts, start dealing out the big Mm -hmm. bucks again and go back to what we're, what we're used to from these Red Sox. I I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think, I think we can make a, especially, I mean, I think betting wise 80 and a half is on the money, but if we go a little above that, I mean, it's not out of the realm of the possibility for the second wild card spot to be like right in the like high eighties, low nineties for Mm -hmm. win totals. I mean, we could sneak in easily, especially once we get sail back. Yeah. Ooh. ooh once we get sail back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's but fun also... now. But, I mean, like we just said, it's better days ahead. I think you can't get caught too ahead of yourself with this season. This is a, a bridge build-up year. I think Bloom went out this offseason and signed a lot of, like, quality players with – um, not a lot of years attached on their contracts, and I think what does that say? I think that says either just kind of like have them as bridge players, or get the most out of them, and they are prized uh trade chips. I mean, Kike Hernandez. If this is its, if this is a Red Sox team that identifies themselves as sellers by the deadline, there's going to be a number of teams that would want Kike Hernandez. He brings versatility. Um, He's only on a two-year deal. Um, He's I mean, one of the most beloved players in the game. I think there's so many um, parts of that that would just want so many contenders calling their phones for a guy like Kike. Um, Like I said before, Vasquez, there's like so many players on this team where you could trade them, get more trade chips or trade uh, prospects for them and you just kind of build up and let the kids play, like let the Bobby Dahlbecks of the world play some games in the MLB.
1: No, I I completely agree. I love the strategy Bloom's going with right now. Um, I like how you said that there's better days ahead because, I mean, in all reality, as Red Sox fans, we have to kind of keep our calm. I mean, granted, we got swept and swept a team in our first six, our first six games. So – um I mean, I'm just I'm just really fucking excited. I like if we're this is like the quote unquote like bad years of this rebuild, I'm completely yeah. fine with it. I I mean Bloom Bloom got off to a tough start uh as her GM where the ownership said, Okay, yeah, your first move you have to make is trading yep. Mookie Betts. Uh that's kind of a tough situation to come into where they tell you right away, hey, you have to trade uh, probably the best player we've had since uh, Nomar Garcia-Para. Um, but, hey, I mean, I, I'm I'm very optimistic for the future of this team. And I I, like I said it, I think I said on our last pod, I, like I put us in the realm of we're going to be frisky. Mm-hmm. I think I think that about sums up our team. We're going to be a frisky team. We're not going to be good, great, like we're not going to be bad either i think we're going to be frisky and i think ideally it would be pretty good for sellers at the deadline because then they'll just have blooms Bloom strategy just working even more just bringing in more assets more farm system i i mean i'm hyped i'm to a 20 2024 <laughs> world series champion yeah
0: um i think a great comparison with bloom i mean like first off if 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 this dude doesn't work out here in a couple years, the Red Sox say, Hey, like we're, we're, we're just not seeing your, your thing. We just don't understand. We're, we're going to part ways with you. I mean, it's not like he's leaving us with nothing. I mean, we could fire this guy. Cause I get it. He lost, he lost half. I mean, half the people probably are going to hate him no matter what he does, just because he traded Mookie Betts and they don't really see the context. And, Any person who was hired for that job was trading Mookie Betts. Um, Not a lot of fans see it like that. I think they see that, oh, he came in decided to trade Mookie Betts. Not the case at all, but regardless of the point. um, We could part ways with this guy in a couple years, and he still left us with so much. So I think that – I forget who it was. The GM for the Bruins before Shirelli often gets like so much credit for what he did he drafted Bergeron he traded for Chara he signed Savard like all these key key guys that were staples of us our team still with Bergeron um Shirelli came in did the finishing touches towards making our team a Stanley Cup winner so i uh, I think yeah. bloom can really stack up to that so um I'm a big fan of Hein yeah, that- bloom that's what i'm I'm trying to get at with that um, regardless of what the That's future what Bloom's... is,
1: yeah, Bloom Bloom's probably gonna bring us like close, and then we're gonna bring in like another uh Dombro type GM yeah. who's just gonna sell everything he did because the ownership's gonna be like, okay, yeah, we need a title. But I mean, I think I, as of right now, I like Bloom. Um, people think he just traded Mookie because he wanted to trade Mookie. Um, was not the case uh ownership told him to trade him basically because they wanted to be under the luxury tax uh they're more focused on uh their currently mid-table uh soccer team they have over <laughs> there in london or liverpool um but no i like bloom right now i like his strategy and i think this this sock seems gonna be better than last year and they're actually gonna be fun to watch so i'm excited i think i'm i'm excited i'm I'm optimistic but also realistic at the same time where I think like the, the peak of this team is the second wild card spot.
0: Yeah. So I mean I think like you said the the perfect the perfect word for this team is going to be frisky. The, the you literally said it. You can honestly just print that out and put it on your wall uh, to remind yourself throughout the season when you're two down or too high on this team. This is a frisky team. They're a second wild card team. They're gonna fight. They're not gonna be great. They're not gonna be good. They're not gonna be bad. They're gonna be right in the middle. But let's let's stay realistic with this team and stay true to what we're trying to do here and building for a better tomorrow. So um, I think we pretty much covered everything we needed to on the Sox as well as the Bruins and Celtics. We're sitting at just about an hour. Um, so with that being said, unless Liam has a few other things to say,
1: um, one, I have my crap, but
0: shit. All right, go ahead. Go first.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, first off, I just want to say, uh, I was listening to the radio the other day. I forgot what station it's. 105.5 out here. And I don't, one of the guys on the radio, they're talking about the, uh, deshaun watson situation Mm -hmm. and i just thought he had a very disgusting take about how he basically said that all 31 women are lying and i just i'm gonna say if 31 women can come out against this guy i don't think 31 women all collaborated together to basically screw deshaun watson i think there's definitely the water is like where there's smoke there's Mm -hmm. fire And I mean, I just, just going to say it's a little like messed up not to believe victims of a crime, especially like when it's to this magnitude and this many women, if it's like one woman, then yeah, it's okay. But this many, I mean, I think Deshaun Watson like could be never playing football again. If all this comes out as true. And if it does come out as true, I mean, he's just a freaking monster of a person. He's just not a, genuinely not a good
0: person. Yeah. Definitely.
1: But uh so after that, um but he'll get he'll get his day in court and prove if he's innocent or not and just gotta trust the system there. But on to my picks. Uh for the Masters, which just started today. Um I would say take my boy Bryson, the big hitter and fucking nerd and roid raging psychopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeChambeau to win the Masters. He's at plus, uh, 1100 right now. I got it on the TV in my other room, but it looked like Kepka is sliding a bit. He was going to be my other pick, but is coming back from injury a little too early. So I would say don't, I mean, it's live lines now because it started, but I wouldn't really trust Kepka right now. He's playing hurt. <laughs> um, my next pick, uh, take the Bruins tonight. Uh, big game against what is now a huge rival with the way the season works. Bruins uh, money lines plus 104, so about even money there. And then this weekend, uh, Burnley is playing Newcastle in the Prem. Next three picks are Prem, by the way. Um, Burnley's playing Newcastle. This is a huge, 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 huge bottom of the table match. Both teams need to get points out of this game. I will take Newcastle Newcastle is the lower team. They're the home team. Uh, Newcastle is like way the fuck up in uh, England. Like it's a freaking hike for Burnley to go up there. So I'll take Newcastle. Uh, Wolves play Fulham. Wolves are the home team. Fulham's in a bit of a relegation scrap too. But I like the way Wolves have been playing. They gave West Ham a good run for their money over the weekend or on Monday. And then my last game, Tottenham playing Man United. Tottenham at plus uh one ninety. Tottenham really needs fucking points here if they want to stay in uh Europe uh contention. Uh it's in Man United. Uh, no fans are there still. Um I would take Tottenham. Tottenham really, really needs this win more than Man United. Man United's still playing in Europa and in other um other tournaments to try to win silverware. Man United's out of the uh, race for the championship for the prem because city already wrapped it up, but I will take Tottenham in that game because there's Tottenham needs it a lot more and son's fully back for Tottenham. So that was talking
0: soccer. Nice. Um, my master's (laughs) pick, I couldn't tell you where he is right now. It's an underdog pick Tony Fina, whatever he is, take him. Just kind of throwing one out there. Tiger's not in this year. So I don't, I don't really stud. know who else to take. So I'm going to go with Tony Finau. Um, next pick comes in the NHL tonight. Uh, it is the, I believe it's tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. Um, the Senators and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the I'm a huge fan of taking the loser of first games and the, the little duo matchups they do this year. Um, I think it's really hard to win that second game. I think there's a lot of splits in those back to back playing the same opponent. Little scenario, duo matchups. Um, so take the Senators. Um, they're a bad team, but I don't think they're as bad as people think. They have a good young core coming up. They've won some they've won some games. They're they're not as bad as people expected. They are they were supposed to be the Sabres of, of this season. So they're sitting at around plus one fifty five, one sixty take them, and I'm going to go with I don't know what exactly the over-under is of the, the Caps bees, but I'm going to go with the under. Um, the Bruins really ha- always have a hard time beating that over, whether it's five and a half or six. Um, I think this is going to be a very gritty, testy game in the first couple periods. It'll probably open up towards the end. Um, just two really good teams going at it. Usually results in kind of um lack of goals i'm gonna say um these two teams stack up very well on paper, just in terms of talent uh the Bruins would be where the capitals are if they had all those games that the capitals have. Bruins just haven't played as many, so i'm gonna go with the under whether it's five and a half or six if it's six hammer what's the over what's the over under in fights? Ooh, ooh. I forgot about Hammer that. Whatever it is. Hammer the yeah, over. Yeah, you bet you bet, dude. Tom Wilson will be in a fight tonight, uh, whether it's Frederick biggest or Tenorti. Stuff,
1: you know. What would you say? Big, biggest piece of shit yeah. in the league, Tom Wilson. Yep.
0: Definitely. I forgot about that aspect. Yes, there is going it's going to be a very, very gritty game tonight, as um Tom Wilson knocked out Brandon Carlo. Um, pretty bad, got a 10-game suspension. So the Bruins will be headhunting him tonight. Um, Take that over if it's – or take that under, I'm sorry, of six. If it's five and a half, maybe stay off of it. If it's six, hammer it. Um, Yeah, those are my picks. So, thank you.
1: Real quick, my second natural light of this beautiful Thursday afternoon.
0: To wrap it up.
1: Go Hawks. Go bees, go to,
0: C's. One to start. let go, baby. You heard the man? Go Boston sports. Go socks. Go bees. I care less about the Celtics. But that'll leave us off here on this I don't even know what day it is. Thursday oh. afternoon. I leave for Florida oh, in a couple of days. That beer's
1: Oh, that beer's warm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was a little too warm. Yes.
0: <laughs> All righty.
1: You have a match going to Florida,
0: huh? Yeah, dude. I'm fucking hyped, getting out of here from 90 degree weather every day. Doing, still doing class though. Still doing school in
1: oh, the Sunshine
0: weapon. State. <laughs> school will still be on my mind. I don't get phased exactly. Academic weapon. So we will leave you off with all that. We'll be talking in a couple of weeks. More socks. More bees. More Celtics. The NFL draft is in just about three weeks. That's going to be a fun episode. I'm hyped. It's one of the better times of the year in the sports year. We're going to be talking NFL draft a lot. I have so many prospects I want to fill you in on. I've been really, really studying this year, just in terms of quarterbacks, wide receivers, linebackers for the Pats. Who knows? I can't.
1: I can't wait for our mock draft for like someone we didn't expect to go for. and then our whole mock oh, yeah. is fucked. Oh
0: yeah, Matt Jones. <laughs> Matt Jones is going third overall. The Niners. I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. For next episode, I can keep talking about it. That's my bold, bold, bold prediction. But getting too ahead of ourselves. More Celtics. All that stuff coming, as well as NFL draft. So. We'll see you guys very soon.